pushing through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we don't do hot takes on pushing through, but today you are fired up. So we uh, we are very excited. There are a lot of Ooh. news and notes around the NBA. We had MLK Ooh. Day yesterday, obviously, uh, a slew of games. Steph Curry hitting a big uh, game-winning shot. We had KD versus Giannis. We had John Morant saying, I'm him, but BJ... Uh, what are you most fired up about? Because this was a, an eventful weekend for NBA basketball. Yeah, it really was. There were a lot of games on MLK Day. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of things to to be thankful for. There's a lot of things that's going on in the world. And, and as I was watching those games yesterday, I, I stumbled across the game that really caught my attention. The Milwaukee Bucks versus... The Brooklyn Nets mm. just happened to catch my eye. Yep, I don't know why. Tate just caught my <laughs> eye. You know, I don't know what game you were watching. There were there were a whole lot of you know, there were a lot of games. But I will say this: sports is about hope. Mm. It's about hope. Mm. As I was watching the Brooklyn Nets yesterday, the question popped into my mine what if the brooklyn mets the brooklyn nets (laughs) met the los angeles lakers in the nba finals Mm. just what if there's a lot of storylines there a lot of great players there there's an argument to be made on both sides and suddenly i realized watching that game that there is hope in Brooklyn. Mm. There's hope. Now, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered before we can get there. But James Harden has given the Brooklyn Nets fans <laughs> hope. Yes. And that's sports. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's you just want a chance. If that's your team, you just want that feeling of we can do this. Mm-hmm. That's what I see in Brooklyn right now. We can do this. There's hope in the building. There's confidence. That was a big time win for them. Mm -hmm. Considering they're piecemealing this team together together literally as they go along. And then, by the way, Kyrie Irving hasn't played yet. Mm -hmm. You're feeling pretty good right now. You know, so let's say it here in unison. Brooklyn. <laughs> hello, Brooklyn. Yeah, hello, hello, Brooklyn. <laughs> they are in the building right now. Yep. yep. And there's a lot of confidence. And you know what? Right now, Tate, I mean, I don't want to say this, but I have to say it. It's the best team I, I've seen thus far in the East. They're the best mm. team I've seen. Mm. 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 Now, again, there's a lot of basketball to be played, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But I have a hard time believing that you can stop those two mm. on the same night, let alone those three. You called me on Saturday after the first game, the first rendezvous with James Harden and Kevin Durant, and they they take down the Orlando Magic, a very solid Magic team. Uh, They combined for 74 points in that game. 
And you called me and you said, I don't know, Tate. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. <laughs> and James Harden, you know, he said it. He said, I, I feel great. I'm happy to be here. He, he said, I'm happy to play with Kevin, who I feel like he knows how to play the game of basketball. I feel like I know how to play the game of basketball. And we're clicking. And like you said, Kyrie Irving is coming back. He was practicing today. Uh, Steve Nash said he plans to play uh, tonight. Um, he did media interviews today. And when you look at those three guys, what is the answer if you were you know, a coach? You say double that guy. You double Kevin Durant. You double James Harden. You double Kyrie Irving. Well, if you add the numbers up, BJ, that's six players. And last I checked, you only have five on the floor. So the big three of the Nets, they have uh, an absolute advantage. And if you just look at who's been playing without Kyrie, it's Bruce Brown. So if you replace him with Kyrie, that that is what the Nets look like. Um, Kevin Durant obviously has a chip on his shoulder. He was going at Giannis Antetokounmpo in MLK Day. He, he, he bumped him a few times. He obviously uh, was trying to make a statement that, you know, they are the perennial best team in the East. A lot of people, you know, going into the season, you and I even talked about the Bucks being that team. Um, but the Nets are making a statement. We're only two games into this new experiment, but they seem to be enjoying themselves and they enjoy the chaos. And uh, you have to thrive in the chaos, BJ, or or, yes. or, or it'll take it or it'll take you over and, and nothing will work out. And I think a lot of people thought that may be the case with the Nets, but all signs are pointing to James Harden is locked in. Kevin Durant is obviously and has been locked in and Kyrie's coming back. And uh, that is a tough recipe for the rest of the league and especially for the rest of the Eastern conference. And uh, yeah, you saw it yesterday. I mean, Giannis and the bucks, they have the pieces, but the, the nets are chippy. I mean, they, 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 they're not afraid to go at somebody and uh, they want the crown. And I think that's, that's good for the NBA. It really is because it's interesting. Yeah. It's drama. <laughs> it was on TNT. It was drama. It's on TNT. It's ESPN. We're yep. talking about it. Yep. If I'm the LA Lakers now, there's a team that has my attention. They have my attention. Mm -hmm. The LA Lakers, without question, okay, I want to go on record here. What's the day? The 19th? Is that today, the 19th? Yep. yep. January 19th, 2021. The LA Lakers, they are the best team right now in the NBA. Mm hmm. They're the best team. They're the best team defensively. They're the best team offensively. Mm -hmm. As far as execution, players you have to double. They can play up-tempo. They can play the game slows down. They have depth now with Montrez coming off the bench. They're well-coached. Yep, Schroeder's they are been great. Schroeder, yep. I mean, you have to say it. They, they are arguably, on paper, better than they were a year ago, and they were pretty good. Yep. Okay. They were so good, they won the world championship last year in the bubble. <laughs> yep. Okay. But right now, Tate, we must all say this with a straight face. The Brooklyn Nets maybe could beat them in a seven-game series. Mm -hmm. They have enough firepower to where – Kevin Durant or James Harden or Kyrie Irving could be the deciding factor mm -hmm. in a series. Yep. Yep. They, this is, this is a problem. Now the Lakers give them the depth team chemistry right now. 
Give that to the Lakers. Mm -hmm. Leadership right now, you're probably going to give that to the Lakers. The system in which they play right now, you're probably going to give that to the Lakers. These are just words that keep popping into my head. Yeah. But if the, if the Brooklyn Nets can get to the practice floor, if the Brooklyn Nets can go through the ups and downs of the seasons, if the Brooklyn Nets, I want to see how they're going to respond when they have a you know, low adversity comes into the building. Mm -hmm. If they can survive these key things that happen to every team, if you can just allow their talent to get to the floor, we got ourselves a real game. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's a lot of ifs. If they can, if Kyrie Irving can just say, you know what, I'm going to play basketball right now. Mm -hmm. And let all the other things, and I know there's a lot of things going on, and I don't know why he missed games or what have you. James Harden can just weather the storm. KD, knock on wood, can keep doing what he's doing and playing. I mean, he's come back from this Achilles injury. I mean, bravo to the to the medical people. I mean, yep. these kids are coming his, back His from doctors, yeah, I mean, yeah, kudos. Bravo. I mean, he's, yep. he's come back. You know, I'm always skeptical when guys come back from major injuries, but bravo. I mean, mm -hmm. I would love to kind of see this. Yeah, NBA Finals. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued. I mean, BJ, think about this just from a, a historical perspective in the NBA. KD and LeBron James. If this finals were to happen, they would have matched up with three different teams in the NBA Finals. They have the Thunder and the Heat in 2012. You got the uh, the Warriors, obviously, you know, and the Cavaliers, and then you would have the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, that is. You know, that is some sort of weird, sick, and twisted reiteration of the NBA. Like Magic Bird, we know who the teams were, but these guys would have matched up for the third time on different teams. That's The insane. game itself, the NBA Finals now, which is, that's the brightest lights, the biggest stage. Mm -hmm. There are so many storylines in here. There's so much drama. There's so much to cover. Yeah. There's key matchups. Mm -hmm. Is AD going to guard Kevin KD? Durant? Yeah, is KD going to guard AD? Is, is gonna, <laughs> is I love it. I love KD Ky at the five. Kyrie and LeBron. Are yep. they going to shake hands? <laughs> oh no. AD. Hey, hey, hey. You know, we have. It's a lot. A it's system. a lot of layers. We, you know, the thing is about the Brooklyn. You know, I'm just all over the place right now. But there's one thing I want to really point out about Brooklyn that I am a little concerned about. They're playing in a system that has never, ever won the final game of the season. Mm -hmm. No, no, no coach on the bench has won a championship. No coach has won, but they're playing in a system mm -hmm. where we've never seen this system, the way that they play, win the final game of the season. Yep. Okay, we've seen we've seen Steve Nash and the Phoenix Suns get to the Western Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. We've seen Mike D'Antoni and the Houston Rockets under this system get to the Western Conference Finals. We've never seen this system win. Mm -hmm. Okay, we've never seen a system that is so 
I mean, it's it's an explosive offensive system. We've never seen this system win. That's my that's my one concern here, because since the beginning, 1946, Tate, this league has always done three things. It had to defend. After you have that great defensive possession, you must rebound the basketball to limit the other team to one shot, and you got to share the ball. Mm-hmm. You got to stop someone, Tate. You got to stop someone. Uh, yep. I, at some point here, you are going to need a stop in order to win mm-hmm. the last game of the season. I've never seen a team win under this system of play. That's my only concern. Do they have, let's just say, unique individual individual talents? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Team chemistry, I don't know yet. Yep. Okay. Well, they, they'll have limited practices now due to protocol and all those things. I'm a little concerned about the system of play mm-hmm. because if the Brooklyn Nets were to win, I think this will be one of the most significant wins in the NBA, in the modern NBA era. Mm-hmm. Why? Because this will be the first time that we've won where you can't say defense wins championships. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Tate, the Golden State Warriors were one of the most prolific offensive teams we've seen. Yep. They were the best defensive team. Mm-hmm. The LA Lakers last year. Best defensive team. Still are the best, best defensive team. Best defensive team. Yep. Okay. All these teams in every generation, they've had great offensive players, great this, but they've always had a staple. They've been the best defensive team or one up. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the San Antonio Spurs, the LA Lakers, Chicago Bulls. Detroit Even the Pistons, Heat with LeBron. Le- 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 LeBron James with the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Every team has always had this staple that they were a good defensive team. Yep. If Brooklyn wins, I think it'll change basketball. Mm -hmm. It'll change basketball. The game is already pace and space during the regular season. The beautiful thing about the game is then the playoff, it reverts back. It always reverts back, though. You know, everyone's playing pace and space. And then slowly it comes back. It comes back to where it slows down. Court gets smaller. Yep, half court game. game gets organized. You start to run more sets. A little bit more coaching, a mm-hmm. little bit more, you know, now you're just not coming down, jacking up a three for no reason. <laughs> if Brooklyn wins, though, I think it changes the game. I think it changes how we build teams. I think it will take on. This is this reminds me a little bit of when Kawhi went to Toronto because mm-hmm. no one thought it was possible to have a championship caliber team with basically a one-year rental. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they leased Kawhi for the year. You always they, wanted to build all. chemistry. Yep. You wanted to, you know, have a, 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 you know, a window of opportunity. Say, you know, we can win in this window. I mean, Kawhi Leonard now has everyone thinking like, I mean, now it's to the point where we don't even need training camp. Let's just put these guys together and see what happens. Yep. yep. And we're talking about, and it's people realistically are saying, Oh, they could win it. So in saying that, Tate, I'm really interested. I'm intrigued because 
this would be a significant moment in the NBA. Yep. It'd be, it, it, it will change. It will literally change how I, people like me who watch the game and they, they've been watching for quite some time, will have to look at today's game. And I think it will change the NBA. It will change the way the game is played. And now we know you can win a championship with analytics. Mm-hmm. Mike D'Antoni right now, he probably has, you know, probably he has, and he's not the head coach, but he is on that bench. I think this is the best team he's ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. And if this system is going to work, I'm going to call this season right now, Tate. I'm going to give it a name. It just came to me. Freestyle. This season right now from this day on will be called the moment of truth. Mm. Mm. If this system is going to work, it's going to work this year. And if it doesn't work this year, we need to go back and say, you know what? It'll, It'll never work because you're not going to get any better on the offensive end than what these what, what those three guys can do yep. you're not going to put together another offensive team that can score on the offensive end so i can't wait till Kyrie gets back because i want to see if they're going to stick to this yeah there, there's a chance bj that three guys on their team routinely could average collectively around 90 points a game you know just three players Easily, so, easily, e- 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 easily. I mean, <laughs> so that's that's easily. that's hard to parse through. And like you said, I mean, if there's a team that can put up 140, 150, 160 even points, you know, on a semi regular basis, and you know, coming into a game that you can't stop them because Kevin Durant, a lot of times, he's unstoppable. The only thing that stops him is he misses the shot. So if he's making the shot and you nobody can guard him and you know they're on a roll like you said we don't have to play defense we've outscored you by 40 points. And then teams may stack and say, "Hey, we need to have three prolific scorers. Who cares if we get exposed as long as we're putting up 160 points a game?" <laughs> and like you said, that could fundamentally change the way that we play basketball. Yeah, um and, sure. and 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 that could be a uh it would be like a shapeshift because it's so funny because we've all played up to this moment too because the Warriors took a little bit from Dan Tony's offense. You know, they were always, you know, given that kind of tip of the cap. But then we always see the Rockets with Harden and the fact that Dan Tony's on the bench now and has been with Harden. You talked about continuity. They have that there with, with Brooklyn. You know, they already have that little basis with those two. Um, and, you know, KD has been, you know, you can tell he's already ready to make a championship run. I think the the team that took the worst hit from the Nets is the Clippers, though, right? Just as far as you talk about the interest and the intrigue and the drama, the Clippers are second. You know, they're secondhand news at this point. It feels like the NBA yeah. is talking about the Lakers and the Nets, and now the Clippers are the third fiddle, and they're sitting over here waiting to see if they're going to be, uh, you know, able to take on the Lakers in the playoffs. You know, Tate, it was, you know, just when you said that, it just kind of reminded me of. You know, I don't remember a lot of things about my NBA career. I don't remember. I don't necessarily talk about it, but every now and then things will just pop in. I'll be like, I remember that. I vividly, there's certain things I remember. And when you were talking, I remember the very first time we got to the NBA finals. Mm -hmm. And I remember everyone 
because we were all so young. Everyone was saying, oh, man, you guys could be doing this every year. <laughs> you guys are young and, mm-hmm. you know, it was just it, it was it was so much hope and optimism in the air. And we had just got to the NBA finals. And I remember our very first practice after we had and we had won in the Eastern Conference finals, we get into the NBA finals. I remember Phil Jackson saying, guys, this may be our only time here. There's been a lot of teams who had a lot of promise. Nothing's promise. This may be our only time here. And you have to play with the sense of urgency to say, I have to be here, present in the moment, but more importantly, to play with that level of like intensity, Mm. knowing that I may never get back here again. And he asked Bill Cartwright to speak to the team because Bill was the, was the older statesman on the team. And Bill had already played 12 or 13 years. Yeah. And it had such an effect on me because it was only my second year. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, I was like, the NBA is fantastic. You know, (laughs) literally, that was the slogan. That's how I thought about the NBA. (laughs) And I remember that because it was heartfelt what Bill said. He was like, guys, I don't know if I'll ever get back here again. Mm Mm-hmm. Little did we know, Bill would go on to, you know, <laughs> I think he's part of like five of the six championships there, but we didn't know. So, and the reason that when, when you said that, I just, you know, right now we're saying could be, they they could be the next team. You know, Tate, there's been a lot of great teams assembled. Yep. A lot of shouldas, couldas, wouldas, oughtas. Mm-hmm. And I hope that those guys in Brooklyn play with the sense of urgency that's necessary. One, because they're talented enough. But two, it's just the respect of knowing that anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Anything. Um, but I re- I vividly remember that. And it, it, it was like, yeah, I, I, you never know. And, you know, without naming names, I mean, I remember some guys, you could see, you could see them tearing up. You know, I wasn't old enough to really understand what I was doing at that time. I was just a young kid. It was like, oh man, this is this is awesome. Like, yeah. ugh, I was I was just I was just happy to be in the building. Yep. But some of those guys had already been through some battles, Tate. Some of those guys had already gone through, you know, the the pains of really what the NBA is really all about. And Tell you, it hurts when you lose. It really does. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't hurt, it probably doesn't mean anything to you. Mm-hmm. And when you win, you cherish every moment because it's it, it's hard to win. Yep. It's hard to win in the NBA. It's hard to win an NBA game, let alone win an NBA championship. But as you were talking, it just every I I, I can just re, I remember that because I re, I remember it's like I could remember Bill's speech there. I could remember. And then I remember talking to, you know, to the other veteran players and they were like, I need you to be your absolute best. That's all I'm asking. Mm -hmm. And I took that to heart. I took that to heart when those guys, John Paxson and Cliff Livingston, 
and Michael, who had been there the longest tenure in Chicago, those guys to share that with me because I, I, I respected the game. Yeah, you win a championship. Yeah, you celebrate. Yeah, you, everyone sees. But you don't get a chance to see the human side of this. And for us, that was those guys in that locker room. It was more, we had all experienced the pain of mm. losing. That we didn't want that, we didn't want that feeling again. You know, I had only done it one time. I remember I, I, I had never experienced the loss of a game seven before. I can't tell you how miserable I was. And I remember listening to Pat Raleigh speak one time. He said, there's in this league, there's misery and then there's winning. There's nothing else. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that's it. I've, I've been there. <laughs> I mean, it's misery. I mean, you know, it's not like losing in college. You know, you can get upset. It's one game. Yep. It's not an accident when a team beats you four out of seven. <laughs> it's like, like there's no accidents. There's no like. It's like we proved that they're better than us. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like luck involved. Like yeah, they were better. Yeah. So when you go through that over and over and over and over and over again, and you have this chance, man, there's no stopping you. So, um, no, you you just brought back some memories there with that when you were saying that. I I, I remember that, and I remember. I, how much I wanted to be there for those guys because I didn't want to be that older guy who said, oh, yeah, I got there and we'll be back there next year. And yeah. you look up 10 years, 11 years has gone by and you never get back there again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but that would be great. That, that, that would be great if Brooklyn could 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 get to the finals against the Lakers. That, that would be that would be awesome. Yeah, and it's uh, just you telling that story and having just to think in that mind, you know, in that time, there's Michael Jordan and that whole team of guys that are thinking this is our one shot to win our one championship. You know what I mean? That, 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 that was that, it, literally. Yeah, yeah. Tate, that was it. Seriously, yeah. Tate, that, I mean. Talk about know, beating the present. Going, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You talk about, you, now everybody's talking about, you know, they won six championships, greatest of all time. Yeah. Tate, everyone was like, this was our one shot. Tate, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, no one thought about Oh, we could we could win this thing two or three times in a row. No, take that. That never even. It was like, oh my gosh, we're here. Yeah, <laughs> like we may never get here again. Like, take we may never get here again. And we were a pretty loose group. We were a loose group. Like you know, we had personalities. You know, we 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 were professionals. Yeah, but we were a loose group of guys. You know what I mean? Like you know, you know, Stacey King was always throwing shit jokes and you know cliff livingston you know he 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 really lived up to the name good news i mean he you know <laughs> he always had the good news and you know mm. we, we, we we you know we had a little fun we had fun <laughs> but i remember vividly our first finals was in la there was no playing around we were like self we we governed ourselves it wasn't like you had to tell somebody, hey, man, uh, be ready to go tomorrow. It was like everybody knew what was going on. Yeah. There was no playing around. We were like, seriously, like, we, we probably were like the, the, the you know, you, you ever go to camp and the guy gets up there and says, you got to work hard and you got to get your sleep. 
Well, that group really believed that, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. because yeah. you, 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 we knew how hard it was to get there mm. and you never, you just never know. But, um, it's fun to look back on that is, you know, that, that, that really, when you said that, it just, it just came back to me. Like suddenly I had forgot about it, but I, I, I just, you never want to miss those opportunities. You never, ever want to miss an opportunity like that. Well- and to bring it full circle, just to bring it back to the Nets a little bit, I mean, James Harden was asked about the difference between the first time he and KD were together versus now, and he said, when we were together the first time, we were kids. You know, we didn't know any better. And they made the finals, and they're just like you're talking about. They made the finals, and they probably looked around and, right. you know, saw Russell Westbrook, saw James Harden, saw Kevin Rand, said, you know, we're going to be we're, we're gonna be pretty good. And, of course, James gets traded that summer, and the rest is history. But now they're grown men. They're back together. And I think that sense of urgency, because Kevin – it's he's working like a man that's never won a championship or at least he looks like it, you know, and he's won two finals MVPs, but he is, right. he is, he, he is playing as if he has never won one. James Harden obviously hasn't, and he has been there and has failed. So he wants to get there again. So they have that same hunger. And I, I like the parallel. I, I can see that. And, um, they're fun to watch. I mean, regardless of what you think about how they came together, they are fun to watch. They're fun to watch it. We haven't even seen Kyrie with the group. I mean, <laughs> Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. The return we have all been waiting for is finally here. UFC's most notorious icon is stepping back into the octagon this Saturday. Be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, for a shot to turn $1 into $257. That's right. New users can bet $1 on McGregor to win by knockout in the first round. And if he does, you'll be cashing in $257. Bet a little, win a lot. It's that simple. While we are excited for this weekend's premier UFC bout, let's not forget football is in the midst of the playoffs, so head to the app to check out all the great playoff promotions. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TATE when you sign up to turn $1 into $257 if McGregor wins by first-round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code TATE, T-A-T-E, for new players to get $257 if McGregor wins by first-round knockout for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Back to pushing through. I mean, okay. I I, I told you, you know, I, I think I said it in the last, you know, <laughs> when we take the last time. I love the chaos a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, that's first part of my personality. Yep. I, I'm really, I'm, I'm like intrigued. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really intrigued to see how he's going to, you know, Steve Nash, Coach Steve Nash is going to put this ball and and do what they do. Mm. I'm just I'm just really intrigued to see like who's going to get the ball at the end of the game. Kevin. Yeah, well, that's what I think. But what happens if he doesn't? Then is there going to be a blow up? I, I'm well, intrigued to see the body language if <laughs> Kevin doesn't get the ball. Like there's so mm. many things here that we all have questions about. I mean, I think Kevin's the best player on the team, but 
what do the other two guys think? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah, I mean, this, this is not a situation where like Dwayne Wade, he very was, he was deferential to LeBron. He was, yeah, like, you know, LeBron's yeah, the best. Yeah. And, and I don't see J- uh, James and Kyrie are not really that, you know, this is not their way of thinking. It seems, y- y- so. you know, like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I want to see what happens. Like, like scores tie last seven, eight seconds. Who's Coach Nash going to give the ball to? Like, it, it, I mean, the good the good news is you have three great options, and I don't think many you teams... have three great <laughs> options, but you only have one ball. Yes. yes. <laughs> hey, hey. Now, and we have an unwritten rule in the NBA. The following rule must apply. It has to apply here. You always give the ball to your best player at the end of the game. Yep regardless whether he has the, the the mismatch or the matchup advantage or whatever, you better get a ball because the last thing the coach wants to answer when he comes into that press room after the game, mm-hmm. in particular if you lose, why didn't you give it to this guy? <laughs> yeah. Yep. As a coach, you can't win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If Michael Jordan missed the shot, we all live with the results. I right, missed it. Better luck next time. <laughs> Made it. Great for the Bulls. Hurrah, rah for us. Great play. If he makes it, Michael missed it, and we move on. Yep. Steve Nash better make sure that he knows who his best player is, whether he wants to say it publicly or not. His words, his actions, and his behavior has to be lined up in the because if he goes to the wrong person, mm. there's three people, there's three things that a coach once told me that you can't lie to. You can't lie to kids, Tate. Mm-hmm. Can't lie to dogs, Tate. They always <laughs> know the truth. The kids, they know the truth. The dogs know the truth. And NBA players. <laughs> uh, Tate. Mm. If he gets the ball to his best player and everyone accepts that loss, that would be the greatest achievement of Coach Nash's early career as a head coach. That means mm-hmm. he knows what the players know. Mm-hmm. Because every player in that locker room know. And you say, well, how do you know that, BJ? That's impossible. <laughs> in 1992, Tate, a friend of mine played on the dream team. And before he went to the dream team, I asked him, I said, what are you trying to accomplish? You know, because pro players weren't playing in the summer. Yep. And most of us in the summertime, we liked our summers off. It wasn't all about this working out and grinding. It was like, you took <laughs> the summers off, you know? And he said, I want to establish that I'm the greatest player in the NBA and I don't want any doubts. Because when we come back next year, I want everybody to know who the best player in the NBA is. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that's a hell of a goal. Like, (laughs) like, you know, what about the gold medal? (laughs) You know, I'm thinking like, you know, I was waiting on like, you know, hey, it's a great opportunity for me to like. Yeah, play for my country. Hey, see see how my game, you know, 
you know, my game, you know, is going to match up with the other great players here. And he said, I want to go there and leave no doubt who the greatest player in the NBA is. Mm. Now, you can figure out who I'm talking about, Tate. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, I think he got it done. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> okay. Somebody on that Brooklyn Nets team, I hope they listening. They got to figure out who the best player on that team is. Because mm-hmm. there, there was 12 superstars on that team. Yep. And there was no doubt who would have got that ball if needed in the last moment of them. Luckily, they were up 40 to 50 points in all those Luckily games, so. for their egos, they was up 40 points. <laughs> because there was one guy <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Larry was, Magic, take a, take a step back. It's Michael's hey, ball. There's one guy I know who yep. went there with the purpose. And that's take, when I learned that every time you step on the floor, you got to have a goal in mind. You just mm-hmm. don't step out there and be like, I'm going to see what's going to happen. You got to have a goal. You got to have a purpose. You got to have a thought. You have to have something there that's giving you the energy that you need to go out there and play. Now, why he had that goal, Tate? It was the last thing I was expecting to hear. Mm-hmm. From that moment on, I never walked out on the floor and didn't have a goal. Something I wanted to get accomplished. Mm-hmm. Something that gave me purpose that night. I mean, you know who that sounds like on the Brooklyn Nets. That's that's it's, KD. That's how Kevin it, it, plays. It, it, somebody is going to have to step into them shoes. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to have to step into that role and provide what is necessary to win a championship tape because this word is the key word, leadership. Yep. That's the key word. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt. Everybody can talk about AD being the most valuable player last year, and da-da-da. There is no doubt who the leader of that group is. Yep. And guess what? He took the last shot against the Warriors last night, and he had the ball in his hands because, like you said, the best player has the ball in his hands. We live and die with it. If he makes it, great. If he misses it, we go home and everything's okay. I haven't heard Pete from the Lakers. Everybody yeah, talking not about a word. Everybody talking about, oh, man, Warriors won. Da, yeah, da, da. Steph Curry, yeah. Nothing from the Lakers. LeBron Business James as usual. Took a fa- LeBron James took a fadeaway off one leg, and I didn't hear Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, I was open. <laughs> yep. yep. That was the right play, quote unquote. That, that, that's knowing your team and your team, when your team talks to you, when the kids talk, when the players talk, it is up for us to listen. Mm-hmm. So now we all know who the best player on the Lakers is. We know. Yep. If you don't know, yeah, well, they just told you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There will be another game. They'll be high-fiving. And I'm sure they'll, you know, they're, they're, you know, last night they were playing in championship mode. They were like, ah, you know, this is the Warriors. They just going through, going through the motions last night. That's what I'm intrigued to find out with this, with this, Brooklyn Nets team. Mm-hmm. That's key. Because I will, I don't want to see them win 20, 20 games in a row. Because everybody's going to say, oh, they can look unbeatable. I want to see them lose two or three games in a row. That's when we're going to find out the true character of this group. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. I can really make an assessment and say, okay. 
this is what this team is all about. And uh, I'm fired up, Tate. I'm, I'm fired up. I, I I'm can't fired wait. Up. I, I, I can't wait now. <laughs> I, I, I hope it's a close game. Yeah. I just want to see. I just want to see. I want to see who the best player on the team is. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. go to Tate. I go to All Star games now, since that '92 conversation, just to see who the best player is. Yeah. I like to see the guys when they come out. Who thinks they're the best player? Like last year, was it last year or two years ago? You and I were watching the All Star game in Chicago. Last year. Yep. Kawhi Leonard was making a statement. Yep. I'm the best everyone player in the else NBA. was there. Everyone mm-hmm. else was there doing what they were doing. Kawhi Leonard was there to make a statement. Mm-hmm. That seems like a Doc Rivers special. That was like I could see Doc Rivers saying, "Look, I need you right now to make sure that everyone knows you're the best player in the league." Mm-hmm. And he did. And he did. He was. He was. <laughs> I mean, the Clippers. Different. The Clippers left the All Star weekend, and, and you know, proverbial thought would be that they were the favorites it's... to win the NBA title because of Kawhi. Tate, let's get this ball started, man. Let's get to 7.30. <laughs> I need some basketball right now. <laughs> the NBA is back, baby. <laughs> I'm at the moment of truth right now. I want to find out. Mm, mm. I want to find out. I mean, they they beat they didn't beat just anybody last night, Brooklyn. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Best team without one of their guys. Mm-hmm. And he's coming and back. And no practice. Yep. That's a big time message. Big time basketball. Uh, it's a big time story. We'll keep you. Uh, you know, we'll keep focusing on the Brooklyn Nets. I, I enjoy the insight on what we're, what we're seeing so far, BJ. I think it's very fascinating. Uh, it's good drama and it's good basketball drama. I think there's a lot of stuff in the NBA. You know, I think Coach Sir said last week it's like the Kardashians at times. This is this is a fun basketball experiment, you know, like you're saying, like at the end of a game, what's it going to look like and, and the human element of this and, you know, KD and James and Kyrie having to work through the growing pains and figure out who they are as a team. That's fun. And we're going to watch it. We're going to enjoy it. Um, one more thing before we get out of here. I just want to ask you, John Morant is on a tear right now. Are you watching? Oh. Are you enjoying? Uh, he just said to the world, you know I'm him. I'm him. You know what? You know what? I want to say this. John Moran is wearing high tops. Yeah, Bravo. I like it. The Kobe's, I, I'm all about the, the high tops. He's bringing, <laughs> he's making me feel good now. Because my son, who's 20s, I, Dad, how did you play in those? Yeah. Like, what do you mean, how did I play in those? Like, how do you play in low tops? How do you play in low tops? <laughs> John Moran has on high tops, ladies and gentlemen. Good, good. <laughs> okay. John Moran is, when you, you know, I, I was watching him against the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I got two minutes for John Moran. I got more, but I'm only going to get. I'm a. I'm a. I'm going to contain myself to two minutes here. I'm gonna put myself in a two-three zone matchup. <laughs> John Morant plays the game with a spirit that you can tell he loves what he's doing. Mm-hmm. There's a spirit about the way he plays that you're saying he loves what he's doing, yep. and you don't see this often. You know when I saw. And I was a kid when I first saw Irving Magic Johnson. Mm. And I remember watching him play as a young kid. And you were like, why is he smiling? <laughs> <laughs> like, he was high-fiving. Like, what's that all about? Like, <laughs> like, he was having such fun and joy. When you watch Steph Curry now, yep. Steph Curry hits a shot last night. It's January 18th, 
middle of the season. He hits a shot last night. He's hit big shot after big shot in big moments. He's jumping up and down last night like he won the NBA finals. Yeah. And you're going, (laughs) I'm looking around. I'm at home. I'm looking around going, okay, what's going on? Maybe I can't see what's in the building. I thought there were no fans there. He's playing the game with such joy. Yep. That you just, John Morant does the same. I mean, John Morant's like, John Morant jumped up, bumped DeAndre Ayton and started screaming. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome for all the little guys. <laughs> like, you know, he and I, and I really, I, I really, I just enjoy watching him play. It doesn't even matter now if he wins or loses because you're just like, he's just he's giving you everything he has. Yep, yep. He's giving it to you. I love the matchup, Chris Paul. I love the matchup, Booker. And that kid just he's fearless. Mm. But that spirit is what makes me always come back to the game. Because when you see it, you just like, man, man. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to, and I've been fortunate to take, I've had that joy. Yep. Like, when you find something you love to do like that, like, I mean, it sucks, Tate. I can't play anymore. It really Mm -hmm. does. That's why I don't play. People say, well, you don't play? I was like, no. Because (laughs) when you find something that you love to that level, nothing else really matters. Yep. Luckily, I found you, Tate. Now I'm on this <laughs> microphone. <laughs> I'm glad that you're loving this. This I'm loving this. This is great. Yeah, because I, I get a, I get a chance to talk about it now, you know? Yep. Yep. But to actually go out and just find, and I hope everyone has that experience. Mm-hmm. And to watch John Morant and Steph Curry and LeBron James, you don't just take that for granted, man. Because you know, that's luck, man. You 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 never. It's lucky to find something you really love and like, yeah, like that. You yep. know, when we had Gus on, Gus Johnson, <laughs> yeah. The way he talks in an interview, you know, he loves it. Oh yeah, he loves it. <laughs> it's everything to him. Yeah. It's- I mean, he said it. He's like, I live my dreams. Uh, these are my dreams, and it's also my life. And his dream exceeded in real life what he thought could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He dreamed of calling <laughs> big games. Well, I've been knowing Gus since I was a kid. His real life has exceeded anything he probably ever dreamed of. Yep. And that's how I feel. That's how I felt playing in the NBA. I was like, okay, you dreamed it. My parents were like, sure. <laughs> There's mm. nothing wrong to dream. Just keep going to school, though, son. <laughs> Don't stop going to school, though. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, that's great. Just keep going to school, though. <laughs> you get your, get your homework done? Yeah. yeah. But, Dad, I'm going to the NBA. <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> All right, but let's go out here and take the garbage out. <laughs> You know, mom was like, hey, let's go wash the dishes. <laughs> you know, did you clean your room up, son? Yeah. But, Bob, I'm going to the NBA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you get your homework done? <laughs> your dinner's in there in the kitchen when you get when you get done, you know? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I never imagined. I, I, I mean, I never imagined that I would ever do or accomplish or play in the NBA. I, I mean, that was something you, you know, yeah. I, I would go see the Pistons play. I would go see Dave Bean play. I mm-hmm. would go see Isaiah Thomas play. 
It wasn't supposed to be me, though. I mean, I dreamed it. You know what I mean? Tell you, I, I yeah. dreamed like every other kid. But mm-hmm. so I get it, and uh, I think I've exceeded my two minutes now. With, no, uh, it, it's with, it's with, good with to genre. live out your dreams. Uh, I am also one of those people that's living out his dream, and I my original dream was to play in the MLB. Um, as every kid in North Carolina wanted to be a baseball player, but like you said, I did not make that. But then oh. I found a I found a separate dream, you know. And I like I get to talk on a microphone with you, uh, and we got Midas with us as well, and uh, pushing through. I I'm so happy that we have such good basketball. We have some great basketball storylines for us. I'm glad that it's it's making you reflect back on your career because I love hearing those stories. And uh, you and I both love Ja Moran, so we'll be tuning in for Ja. He'll be turning up. And he's got always. on high tops now. And he's so got on high tops. All, it's so all about high top. I'm all about the high top. You can actually <laughs> run and jump in high tops. You know, everyone now wants to be quick. Protect your ankles. Agile, you know, protect your necks, protect it. your ankles. That's what you got to do. How about that? Protect your ankles. Yeah. Get, get as smart. many games played as you can. Jimmy Butler, wear high tops. That's my final <laughs> note of the day. Jimmy Butler, put on some high tops. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Uh, well, there you have it. Pushing through. We will be back later in the week. We appreciate everyone listening. We appreciate uh, everyone tuning in as we talk and figure out the new look NBA. And again, we'll be back on Thursday. Thanks for listening. Pushing through.